I am, uh, might need a minute. Me. Might need a minute. I'm actually out of breath. <laughs> did you go on a run? Uh, no, I did, uh, I did push-ups. Is that so you can look, like, really swole for this audio recording? Yeah, dude. I'm recording the webcam. Are you not recording the webcam? Oh, fuck. I'm not recording the webcam. <laughs> yeah, what are we going to do? Just pictures? Oh, I was going to do that. I, I didn't know you were recording a webcam. Yeah, we can... no, no. I was joking. I'm not recording oh. the webcam. But oh. I, I didn't even think about that, act. I'll make, I'll make the video something. I, you know, people got to cut us some slack, right? Like, it's, there's, a, there's a pandemic going on. If there's ever a time to have an excuse for poor production quality, I'm going to take advantage of it. And I will let you take advantage of it because <laughs> I don't do anything. In fact, today was probably the most I've done ever for the podcast. And that I'm Which recording is... my own audio. Oh, yeah. I mean, congratulations. That's not true. You did a remote one, and that was a lot of work for me. But, you know, That's we don't true. have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I... Uh... I, I realize now, like, so many ways that this setup isn't great. I, I didn't do an own audio check. I don't know how, I, like, the microphones are going to sound different. My keyboard are our cherry blues. So anyone, yeah. like, that's a thing that people are going to have to hear. So, I so can't everyone's going to tell when we're talking about Dota and you have to Google what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. I ought to find a keyboard that's much quieter and just start frivolously typing on my phone. But... I don't know. How, how how are you how are you feeling, dude? Have you been properly socially distancing? Um yes. I think so. I mean I've been home for like ten days now. I haven't really gone out too much. Uh my girlfriend and I we went outside yesterday. Um we had to take some stuff out of her studio. She's uh trying to open her own studio. Which is a bad time to do <laughs> She like just got the whole studio set up. It looks great. She did a great job. And, uh, and then the coronavirus hits and now everything's shut down. And we might still be paying rent for it. <laughs> Maybe that's, yeah, that's great. I heard the economy's booming right now. So Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my, my father does, uh, he does options trading. So anytime that I talk to him, there is a long conversation about the market and people and how he's disappointed in the way they're doing things and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Shouldn't he be happy about this though? Because don't, don't people generally in the market like get excited almost when things go down because they can do their jobs or buy more? I don't know. I mean, it, dep- it depends on what your positions were before the crash. Fair. Yeah. I, all I know but is yes. that. <laughs> a down market is a, is an opportunity for because uh, most people would trade they don't trade yeah. they don't short things right Mo- most people who trade aren't bears they're like ah everything's overinflated everything's gonna be shit I'm gonna make money off of people losing money you know Mo- most people are naturally bullish they I the, mean, the way they the way they invest is like here are the products they believe in not here are the products I don't believe in I made a little bit of money shorting Boeing once, and it was so unbelievably stressful that I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to do this again. Option so. trading is particularly stressful because there is um, – the basics of options trading is is basically you don't own stock. You kind of like rent a large amount of stock. And this is like a very basic – 
analysis of what it is, but you basically like, I, I hold a position that, that a hundred stock, I can buy a hundred stock for this price. And so that just means that the, the money that you can make, depending on your position is, can be exponential to what owning the stock does. But at the same time, your opportunity for loss is greater as well. So because your dad is into that, do you, does that, some of that trickle down to you? Like, do you, does, do you find yourself like, uh, doing more market stuff? Cause your dad's like, Hey, you should do this or do you just um, avoid it? It depends on the financial position I'm in. Um, so if I'm like, if a lot of events have paid me, then maybe I'll put some money into investment, but, uh, it also depends on like what I'm spending money on. Like, obviously we're trying to open up, uh, the beauty studio. So we have, I've been paid by a lot of events, but I've kept, I've held on to a lot of money just because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on right now. And it's better to, I think, have that money in savings rather than potentially invest it just in case, sure. you know, whatever yeah. emergencies are needed. I was I was very excited. I just got a I got a new gym membership last week, and uh, I think I have to pay for it now. But I can't go. So <laughs> yes, but they I, uh, they are all the I believe all the gyms are not offering a refund for the month of March. I know some businesses have been kind of nice about this whole situation. Uh, I've had friends who've had like airlines refund tickets for planes that like they didn't have to refund, and some some real estate agents and some renters have been pretty nice, but uh, the gyms were not were not very kind to me. I'm like, man, I'm so excited. I'm gonna get so fit, and now uh, I guess I'm still going to do that. I've determined that I'm going to spend. Uh, my coronavirus quarantine getting sexy. And I feel oh, like that's yeah. a thing that a lot of people say, right? Like, oh, man, yeah, like it's, yeah. it's the new year. It's a new period. I'm just going to, like, lose a bunch of weight. But um, I'm, I'm slightly understocked on food. Uh, I don't want to go out. And I have maybe 20 pounds of body fat that I can just eat as nourishment. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think that's my plan. I think, I think I'm going to be opportunistic to play a lot of video games and lose weight by starving myself. I'm not a dietitian. I don't think I should be giving diet advice to anyone. But well, there is. Uh, if you would like to join us in our workout thing, or anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you kind of want to go along with it as well, um, Blitz is currently doing a push-up challenge. Uh, we've got a group. There are two different groups. There's either the uh, ten thousand in a month, which comes out to three hundred and fifty a day. Or uh, 150 a day, which is, uh, I think it's like 4,500 or something like that. Uh, a little bit shy of 5K. But if you wanted to do that, it's a, uh, it's a fun little thing. We, we have a WhatsApp group for it. We just uh, occasionally just chime in how many push-ups we've done. It's nice. Keeps each other motivated for stuff like this. I'd want to mix it up. Like, I'd want to also throw, like, some squats in there or, or, or something else than, than well, just well, doing Joey. all this- Okay, okay should, hold on. You could do this and do the other stuff. You're right. I, I shouldn't I feel be like shying that's an away excuse. from extra uh, Everyone activity. I talk to who's like, is like, ah, I could do that, but you know, I like, you know, I want to be able to work up my cardio and stuff. It's like, there's nothing going on. There's nothing stopping you from doing both. 
Have you seen my arms, though? Like, I'd be embarrassed if they got bigger. Like, I'm trying to keep, like, a certain aesthetic, so I can't get too swole. Like, I need to be fully balanced. I, I, need, uh, I, need, to, uh-huh, uh-huh. I need to do the cutting thing, not, not the bulking thing. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. I'm going to have to buy new shirts because my sleeves will be too tight. Now, now, this is a different excuse. I've heard this excuse as well. This is the females, oh, I don't want to lift because I don't want to get big. It doesn't necessarily mean what's going to happen to you. You'd have to put on a lot of muscle to just get bigger. The problem with getting big right now is that I could not be eating enough to actually sustain that. I can actually yeah, build yeah, muscle. Yeah. I, I can build muscle pretty well. I'm, I'm, I'm like, a, I can be a football player in, in the sense of like, hey, let's bulk up, let's lift weights. It's the getting skinny that's the hard part. And I saw a picture of myself. Actually, the video that we posted on uh, for, for the podcast, for the part one with Dan and the one that uh, joined Dota shared screenshots of, I was so appalled at the way that I looked that I'm like, well, time to change everything. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely have. Um, if I wanted to be in the same shape that I was when I was in the military, then I could drop like 35 pounds. Whew. Uh, well, maybe not not that much. It'd probably be more like 25 now because I've put on muscle since then. But I was like really, really lean. I, I uh, was 160. And I'm 195 now. Uh, wow. 160, wow. six foot. I was... I was in really good shape, but uh, I don't. Yeah. So, so you know, being talent, having pictures taken of you, there are definitely some angles where I'm just like, huh, that's not. <laughs> You're like, I, I should, I should keep the beard. I should keep the beard a little bit to hide something, dude. Once I, I can't even tell you the last time I was 160. It, I'm almost certain it wasn't middle school. I don't think I've been under 180 since like 2007. Yeah, I was. Uh, I've always. I was always skinny until I hit my like mid twenties, and but I would, then things went downhill. I would never call you not skinny. Like you look like a like a normal, well built person. Yeah, I mean that's so, what that's what I look like now. But like back then, I was again one sixty at six foot. I was I was pretty, I was pretty skinny. Was, that's lean. So so military helped you both put on muscle too. Like uh, it helped put on a little bit of muscle, but more than anything, I just got really lean. Uh, it's, it's hard to put on muscle. Like, um, when you go through, like, just take boot camp, but also, like, any sort of combat training and stuff, uh, is a good example. You burn so many calories that it's hard to keep the weight up. Um, most guys that went in, like, initially, when they take their shirt off, like, they'll be really muscly. Um, well, the guys that are built like that. And, you know, they'll, they'll be, like, really muscly and stuff, and by, like, the end of combat training or boot camp, they will actually have lost a, a fair amount of muscle. They will be really cut, but they, they will have lost a decent amount of muscle because you just burn too many calories. Can't keep up. Do you have any other quarantine goals, or is it just uh, 10,000 push-ups? Uh, well, this is actually... Um, well, I'm not doing 10,000. I'm doing 150 a day, but I'm trying to get 200. I'll probably at some point in time try and build up to 350. Uh, I don't want to kill myself, but yeah, I've got similar goals to you. I'm trying to do uh, one meal a day. Um, so I'm trying to do a intermittent fasting. I'm terrible with diet. That's the one thing. I can work really hard, but I cannot diet. I can't keep myself from eating food. <laughs> the same problem in the military as well. I, I, but I was skinny back then, so it didn't matter, you know? So I've just always been used to being able to eat whatever I wanted. But once you get older, it uh, starts going away. 
Yeah, it's not even a food thing in particular. Like, oh, I love sweets. It's just it's just a quantity thing. Like, I can just put away so much goddamn calories that yeah. you know, if I have one night where I'm like, oh hey, let's let's have a little bit of this joint and watch Bob's Burgers, then it's gonna turn into like, <laughs> did I just eat five bags of popcorn? And uh, <laughs> you know, once I stop doing that, I think that I'll be in a better spot. Maybe it's it, it's a real commitment thing. <laughs> Trying to, like getting high like guarantees that you're going to eat like a full meal again. So you get yeah. high at like say you get high at 10 p.m. Obviously you shouldn't be eating that late if you're like trying to follow an actual diet or something. You get high at 10 p.m. Like by 11 p.m. you've ordered like a giant meal. You're gonna put away most of it. It's just terrible. <laughs> yeah, my, my roommate and I are really bad at that because he'll come home and he'll be like, "Hey, dude, I bought five packs of Oreos," and I'm like. Why? <laughs> I'm gonna eat three of them. God damn it! Yeah, I, I'm, I, I really just want to focus on that now that I have the time because there is no excuse. There's literally no excuse. Like I shouldn't be going out eating. I shouldn't be out in public. I should be saving money. I, I have a bike that I can ride at home. I can go jog. I have weights to lift. Like, there's no reason that I shouldn't take this time and do something positive with it. Oh, uh, yeah. I should have come over and, and gotten your weights. Yeah. I need those now. I have, I have nothing at home. I bought myself um, a pull-up bar to put over the doorstep. But uh, other than that, I've just got the uh, just got the bodyweight exercises. My, my, my secret is that I, uh, I, I can't really do pull-ups. Yeah, we talked about this last time. Oh, fuck. Never. I'm. I remember. I remember things that happened a week ago. Hey, do you remember a week ago when we were all hanging out at the summit and people were like just just all willy nilly enjoying each other and coughing around each other and now no one can see each other? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for like uh, one of these one of these episodes so episodes to be. Hey, remember a week ago when uh, I wasn't sick with Corona? Well, this is I, what life is now. <laughs> I've gone through so many waves of, like, being okay with it and then being paranoid that I have it. I I think that I've been quarantined or quarantined-ish enough to where it would be absurd for me to have it. But I don't know if it's just dormant or light or gonna show itself in seven days or if I just fucked myself because I went to Chipotle two days ago and the cashier, like, spit in my burrito, like... I don't, I, I, anything, I'm, I'm so worried. <laughs> you see, you think this, this, uh, this Chipotle worker, this vehement Chipotle worker is just like, God damn it, the rest of the world has the day off. Why can't I? Fuck them. Fuck all of them. And it's just spitting into Chipotle burritos. It could be, man. Or maybe, like, you know, someone's just, like, very subtly licking their fingers and then, like, uh, touching the chip bag. Mm. Maybe it's a very casual infection. I, I'm not worried about it at all. I, I I have a pretty good idea of just putting things out of my head, uh, and I also just, uh, yeah, it's whatever. So I, I'm just living my life as normal, which is you know being inside anyway. So <laughs> nothing's changed for me. This Does is my it, in between event phase. So it's like whatever. <laughs> I, this is all I do. I stay inside, play Dota, and then I wait for the next event. There's going to be a lot of time in between events, though, right? Because, I mean, 
you're not one of the people who are risking their lives to be in Kiev right now with WePlay, so so what else is going on? <laughs> uh, yes. We could talk about that. Well, uh, I will, uh, <laughs> there is uh, potentially, there is more events coming up. There's, uh, there's lots of there's lots of competition to get online tournaments and leagues going. And so very likely I will be busy doing something in the next month. Um, so that's exciting. I would assume so. I, you know, we don't know how long this, this shit's going to happen for. Uh, in California, at least, you know, is until... January, February, March, April. I still have to do months on my fingers. I'm not a child. Four nine, four nineteen is uh, you know how long we're supposed to kind of be inside for at, at least, and we don't know how bad it's going to get. So everyone is going to want to do some type of league. Like ESL is going to have to try and resell those sponsorships and try and make some bottom line by having a league. We plays obviously already doing something to get a lot of teams to sign up for it. I wouldn't be surprised if like BTS tried to do something. I'm just assuming that everyone is 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 rushing to fill that content void, especially as people are staying home. I wonder if more people will listen to the pod Oh that was a burp. I wonder if more people will listen to the podcast or uh watch the YouTube video as a result because I think you know content numbers are just going up because no one is going outside yes people are starved for content people are running out of shows to watch on Netflix all these streaming services I'm sure are getting such a big bump Uh, like especially the ones that aren't Netflix because you know you're on Netflix you run out of stuff to watch you're like all right, time to check out Hulu or Disney or whatever and uh, and yeah so this is uh an exciting time if you're a content creator, which we kind of are, I guess. <laughs> we are. I mean, you were just you were just streaming, like you're yeah, recording but, this uh, now. Yeah, you're gonna like I, I stream. Like, what, what does my stream really do? I pull out a couple of hundred. I don't speak to them. They're like my poor, abused, neglected children. You know, they they just hang around in the chat, occasionally trying at me to get some attention from me, and I'm like, I'm busy. I'm playing Dota. Don't disturb me. <laughs> I'd argue, I mean, 200 people is more than most people on Twitch. That probably makes you a one percenter. Yeah, but if I put effort in, you know, I'm sure I could actually have a decent community. Yeah, man, why aren't, why aren't you starting the online tournament? Why, why aren't we playing the Capitalist sure. Cup and then, every, then you're d- d- monopolizing all these teams? I'm surprised. <laughs> Other people are going to do it for me, Joey, and then they're going to hire me. I'll make less money, maybe, but my job is simpler and easier. That's fair. I mean, I can't I can't argue that. I'm interested in uh, how well we play is doing being, you know, I guess it makes sense, right? They're doing doing this charity event, which has the benefit of being like, hey, everybody, it's charity event, which which naturally draws like, you know, positive attention and viewers. I mean, more importantly, it draws bigger teams right potentially like uh, you get you get an og an og who switches up their roster to include seb you know then then that that is something that more people are going to definitely watch i think that's probably a bigger draw than the charity itself right is the fact that you get more teams higher higher viewing teams and then that trickles into the charity 
Yeah, when they first announced it, I'm like, wow, they got a really solid group of eight teams. And then more teams said they were playing, and then more teams said they were playing, and then more teams said they were playing. And then suddenly, if you weren't playing, then you're probably an asshole. So, I mean, <laughs> the network effects worked pretty well for that. It's just, you know, the Europe region is Liquid Secret Enigma OG. Like, how dope is that? Yeah. Uh, Tur- it's, it helps that uh, the European region is the hype one right now. And so... It's like, uh, and, and everybody, once that major was canceled, like everybody was in on ready to play Dota mode. And so I know all the teams were actually really interested in playing online leagues and stuff. Like they're all just like, oh shit, there's nothing to do. Like let's, let's get some, both like the players as well as the orcs. We're like, let's get some content going. It's interesting. I would assume that they would want to almost use it as a nice break period or a rest period. Yeah, but it seems but, like the opposite's happened. Yeah, like, but but for break slash rest period, they already kind of had that, you know, for between majors. And so if you're one of the tier one teams, you've already had that break. And then, you know, like, it's not much of a break if you're home, which is what you always are. As a player, as a talent, let me tell you, like, you're home all the time, you know, with like, um, if you're in a good position. Right. If you're a tier one team in Europe, like uh, a secret or something, you, you don't boot camp as regularly as, as a lot of the other teams. And you're just at home. You get to do whatever you want. Same goes with talent. I don't have to go and like do minors if I don't want to. I could just go to majors. How is, is, it, is it windy up there on top of your ivory tower? Uh, it's great, Joey. Honestly, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a nice view to look down on all you little people down there. It's true. I'm just down here being like, oh, look, the tournaments, the teams. I want to play Dota. I actually, I uh, I haven't played any Dota in the last week. That's that's my second. Shame. That's my second uh, goal. My, my quarantine goal is to uh, not only get sexy, but also uh, learn the new patch a little bit. Okay. Okay. That's good. Uh, Blitz Dota will recommend you Necrophos mid. I don't know if it's a if it's just the theme of the current times with Corona going big, but Necrophos is quite strong right now. Toxic plague. True. Uh, was was there, was there a change that that is causing that that I'm not obviously thinking about? Uh, Blitz will tell you that he can pretty much trade with anybody in the mid lane right now, and it just feels really good. Uh, there's there's little things like uh, I think. The bounty change uh, is a weird one. So the they changed the economy, and so now comeback mechanisms are pretty much uh, all on being able to kill heroes that are high level and have streaks. That's how you get your experience and your gold, especially the streaks. The streaks are really big. So if you can naturally get a net worth lead without building those things up, then it feels even better. So... I think uh, just being able to like five man through objectives is really strong. Can you game that strength system to where you're like, oh shit, I don't want this kill. I don't want to be gone. Like, let's give it to the support. Uh, I legitimately, I don't, I don't think um, you'll do that so much, but uh, maybe from the other side of the coin where it's like, I had a game, for example, where I was uh, two, one and like eight or something on Mars 
Uh, I had a really good lane. I killed the enemy safe lane tower. Uh, I was doing great. I was part of a lot of kills, but I didn't have a killing spree just yet. And I made that mental note of like, I don't have a killing spree yet. That just means I can go a little bit more ham. Like if I get a killing spree and then I play too aggressively and I expose myself and I die and I get that killing spree to them on top of just being a well-farmed hero and being like high level, then the enemy gets a lot out of it. But if I don't have a shriek, it's not as big of a deal, you know? So I could, I could, I basically was able to farm more aggressively, position myself farther forward in team fights because I knew I didn't have a streak. That's a, that's a good point. I'm, I'm going to have to play and take all that, try and think about all that stuff while I'm also thinking about, oh man, what, what also changed? Oh no. Oh, the neutral. Oh, what, uh, what other thing? Oh, was my ult cooldown up? Like Joe, Joey, what's your MMR anyway? I've never asked you. I don't you've think. never asked that. I'm always so embarrassed to say because <laughs> it's not, it's not bad. Okay. Well, let me just say if you're, if you're below immortal, then you probably don't have to worry about that. Just just don't think about that stuff. Just focus on clicking your spells. Yeah, I know, but like I want to think about that stuff. I want to have a full a full picture. I'm I Maybe not- after you play for a bit, play for a month straight, figure Dota out, then you can start thinking about those things. But <laughs> you want me to take baby steps? Yes. We're putting training wheels on you, Joey. <laughs> I just want to play Chaos Knight, and I want to play Safe Lane, and I just want to have fun, and that's it. Um, I'm, uh, the, the, the last time I was playing Ranked, uh, I, I finished up at four and a half thousand. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's, uh, top, top 10% easily, right? I think so. I think it might be even be a little better than that. I don't know, I don't know where it's at in inflation-wise. I'm talking about, like, over 18 months ago. Like, before there were seven different stars that you can attach to, to Ranked, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like. It's, it, well, it's been a hot well, yeah, minute. Well, we're only back to five now, so. <laughs> I knew that! Man. I have to stop outing myself as someone who doesn't play enough Dota while trying to actively talk about it. It's 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 uh, it's another self-conscious thing. We're, okay. we're actually talking about you don't all the self-consciousness. You don't need to play a whole lot of Dota to talk about and to have an opinion on whether these fucking talent that we play are being irresponsible... Being in the studio, being around other production people, and spreading their filthy germs all over the place when they should have been doing it from home. Do you have an opinion on that, Joey? I was surprised that they flew people out. Yeah. I was surprised they flew people out. It feels like... I'm also surprised people were okay flying out. Maybe maybe I'm being a little bit more cautious than the general public, but I'm surprised that WePlay was like, you know what this needs? Everyone getting together because, <laughs> oops, I think the government doesn't want us to do that. Like, I, I think that the plans were probably put in motion before things escalated in the West as they did. So they were probably planning for this before more and more people went on a stricter lockdown and then it just kind of happened. I wonder if they would have, you know, had a week or maybe even two weeks longer before they decided that if they would have done the same thing. I think that we're looking at like a decision that was made weeks ago through a current lens, which might not be fair. Could be. Yeah. I I mean, at the same time, it's uh, it's very easy to pull the plug on something like that, right? Everyone go home and they're like stuck because they're like, hey, there's I just mean before they flew out, right? It's yeah. like the, the tournament definitely started 
uh, at a point where like a few days before the tournament even started, we had the quarantines going around all over the place, stuff like that. Who is actually out there in person? Like, who am I canceling right now? Uh, <laughs> Kyle, uh, Lizard, uh, Nomad, and they have a, another guy. They have some new guy that I actually don't really uh, know where he's from or what he does. Is it, I think he's is a killer pitcher, freak. Or something? No, come on, man. It's, I know who Killer Pigeon is. <laughs> okay. This guy is legit out of left field. I have no idea who he is. Um, and I didn't get a chance to hear a whole lot of his analysis, so I don't really know how to f- feel about him. But, yeah, some some guy called Harry Freak. Harry Freak is on the Liquipedia page for the broadcast talent. Uh, he is yeah. He's Serbian, and he doesn't have their own Liquipedia page. So that seems like an opportunity for me to make one because I really, you know, I'm a big, big, fan of, big fan of making Liquipedia pages. <laughs> just, just make up a bunch of lies about him. Yeah. Just, just make him seem like a really epic person. Like he was, he was, um, you could say he's, he was Nami's coach at TI1, for example. Yeah, who would really know? Who would yeah, check who would, that? No, no, yeah, no, very few people would know. What a most weird people would character. be like, wait, they had a coach for TI1? I'm pretty sure they didn't. But What a know. weird character arc to be like, yeah, I coached Navi for TI1. I went away for about 10-ish years, and then I casted a charity tournament in uh, you know, Kiev. No, sure. no, no, you just you, you build up the lore where you have him be the shadowy hand behind the scenes, you know? Where he actually you, worked at Valve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. That might be too deep. That might be too unbelievable. But you know, you you take him and he's an an analyst or coach, or he maybe connects players together to form teams. Uh, and you just you just like kind of go through the list. You probably base him around CIS in Europe, but you just take whatever teams did good in CIS or Europe between TI one to TI four, let's say. And you just uh-huh. say that he was like the coach for each of them, or an analyst for this team, or you know, like uh, you know, you can make a personal addendum. Like he is actually close friends with uh, Puppy, and is was the one who recommended Ace to him, or something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I I'm trying to look up Harry Freak. Um, it's it's a very risky Google search. Is what I'm finding out. It's an incredibly, like, this is not their Twitter. Almost certainly. I need to click away. Wow, that's, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I need to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Don't Google that, that, kids. So so give me, give give me a hard line, Joey. What do you feel about this? Are you mad? Because people on Twitter are mad. I... Do I have to be a hundred percent mad? Can I be like like a soft thirty percent mad? Can I can I can I say that it's irresponsible and it shouldn't have happened and people should have thought better and the talent probably shouldn't have been there in the first place and they should have thought better for themselves and that it's a little bit of shame on everyone but I don't I don't I don't want to walk around and cancel we play for this mishap I think that it's. A, a poor decision in light of current events, but I, I don't think it's catastrophic. This all could have been accomplished from home. No one needs to be in studio. Yeah, my my personal opinion on it is I don't really care that much. <laughs> Damn it! Then why do I have to have one? I guess because somebody on this podcast is going. <laughs> I mean, that's why I was setting it up to you know. 
it, to make it sound like I believed in that stuff. Uh, I, let's I, I, listen. Here's the thing: is that um, is that one member? I won't say who, but one member of the talent was uh, was pushing very hard to have ESL One LA when it was still going on. It was, it was somebody like uh, they were brimstone and fire. Very like you know, this is totally irresponsible. You shouldn't have any audience. Uh, I, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, boycotting the whole thing. I think we should all do it. And I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I, I straight up told that person, I was like, yeah, if, um, maybe the audience isn't a good idea. I don't know. But if they have an audience, I'm going, I don't care. I'm definitely not joining you in a boycott. Um, uh, you know, I'm afterwards, I'm, I'm going to go home and be home and I'm not going to see anybody. So, uh, if I get sick at this event, I'll be home. Uh, you know. I'm a big believer in, in personal responsibility, which with an epidemic is a weird line to like, where do you draw that line exactly? Because obviously just being personally responsible for yourself, um, like you can still spread, you know, I could be asymptomatic and spread Corona to other people and those people might die. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. where, where do you draw the line of like, um, I'm taking my own, uh, my own health, and I'm taking the risk for myself, and I deem that acceptable. But at what point do you say, like, what point do you accept the responsibility of other people around you, and how much of that responsibility do we accept? Which is where th- this conversation really comes into hand, right? It's irresponsible, obviously, to go out to bars and stuff. Uh, is it irresponsible to work a, a charity event, smaller numbers? You know, I don't know how many people they have there in production. We plays usually a pretty. They have a, usually have a lot of people, but I've been told it's been kept pretty minimal, and they're obviously very aware of sanitization and stuff like that. Okay, it's um, it's a blurry line for sure. It's wild to think that the LA major would be going on right now, like at time of recording, if everything would have happened as planned. Oh, yeah. Would, uh, what are we, Saturday? Yeah, we, we should be doing a live Saturday. podcast, right? Yeah, dude, we should be doing a live podcast oh, shit. right now. I wonder, oh, no, I never told Slacks to cancel. I hope he's not at the bar. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Slacks, Slacks um, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but Slacks was uh, another person who said that he would also work the events, and part of his reasoning was, is like, during this kind of time, it's, like part of our job is to help like our our job is entertainment right so it's uh we're supposed to be helping people um ignore some of the all the problems in their lives i would have no problem in a theoretical world where i would be working that event in whatever capacity to like be there you know Mm -hmm. until until the the government or the city's like hey everybody shut it down this is a horrible idea i'd be like well you know even if there's no audience, like what's what's the harm in us being here? Uh, yeah. But then obviously, you know, stuff's escalated so much. Even in the last week, if nothing else, it's been it's been pretty wild. Like at this point, because Los Angeles and then the city of Los Angeles and then California shut down, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to do it anyways. Even if ESL did try to hold out for longer, like yep. there would have been a point there where there would have been some type of government intervention. Yeah, we're just a just a just a waiting time bomb for that. I had a I, I was worried because I had a tsunami staying with me at my house for a couple of days 
post summit and pre <laughs> yes, finding post, a way to go back to Texas. Not working summit because of his potential exposure to the coronavirus. That's why he was not there at the summit, even though he was here in California, right? So yeah. So I'm like, I'll shelter you. <laughs> this seems like a fine idea. And then you know, I'd wake up. I woke up one morning. Uh, I'm like, I have a sore throat. Oh no, I'm going to die. <laughs> it's. It's it's wild to see how it's how it's been affecting everyone's lives, and you know it, it is it is precious. I had to like yell at my grandma the other day to like not go out of the house. Like, I just I'm happy that we have esports and esports dollars that are like still flooding in. So I think what what I'm seeing and like some whispers of what I'm hearing is that. You know, all of these companies who give millions and millions and millions of dollars to the MLB, the NHL, the NBA, all these all these big sports leagues that just aren't going to be happening now have this allocated budget that needs to be spent on something. So not only is esports in like a positive position regarding a quarantine corona anyways because it doesn't have to be in one physical location it is all over the internet i think that we might be in like some weird boom period where we're gonna see people who have never been inside of esports like taking a chance on it because they're like well i mean i, I can't spend money on, on lebron because he's sitting at home but you know maybe i can give sumail some money or maybe we can pay to have esl do a better tournament uh i i'm excited to see you know, uh, the odd positive effects that come from this. It's weird to say any positive effects are coming from this because, you know, people are dying. But <laughs> maybe yeah, MasterCard be, will uh, give more esports money. We'll definitely have to see, like, what tournaments come up. ESL is probably one of those that is in the best position because they're such a big esports tournament organizer that they probably have access to mainstream brands that some of their TOs don't. Um, so we'll have to see what kind of names come out as a result of this and any kind of upcoming leagues that they throw. We've got the uh, CS Pro League, which is going on right now, which, um, you know, that was always going to happen. So not a whole lot changed there. There's um, still another good example of a tournament that's still going on uh, with a studio in person is Flashpoint for CS as well. Um, that's Monte Cristo's and Thorin's project. Mm-hmm. Um, that has that has studio people uh, here in LA actually um, working together, and they've gotten some criticism for that as well. I think um, at the end of the day, it's it's like really easy for um, people to criticize this stuff and say, well, obviously you should be doing it from home, uh, but at the same time, there's no doubt the product is better in person. The numbers are small. And then on top of that, you know, you can be as fire brimstone as you want uh, about a talent uh, as talent um, or production or something like that uh, and to what you should do. But when money is on the line, it's a lot harder. Like I wouldn't like I certainly don't blame uh, anybody who is still out there who is you know, still out there trying to, to work despite, you know, like uh, maybe maybe they have a cold or something. They don't think it's Corona, but, you know, they go to work anyway because they got to make money, um, especially here in the U.S. because we don't have as much of a social safety net. But it's a lot harder when your dollars are on the line to really uh, follow through with these things. 
again yeah i would have, I would have worked esl one uh and i will if if i get the opportunity to, to work some sort of event i won't fly anywhere but if something out of bts for example i'll definitely take it yeah i i'm super lucky to just have a job at this point i feel you know <laughs> yeah there's a lot of people I, who can't work from home so it's uh shitty position to be in for some we're two very fortunate people yeah i I feel doubly felt like i i feel like even oddly in a better spot than you because you would be presumably working those like the major that is not existing anymore right so is that is that a weird experience for you to just like look at a dota tweet or a tweet from the dota account and be like well there's x percent of my yearly income yeah um I'm trying to think like real quickly what percentage of my income um, ESL one was, and if I had to guess, it'd probably be anywhere from five to seven percent of my yearly income. Um, so it, it wasn't like a massive hit, uh, but it wasn't a massive hit in part because I worked so many events prior, and hopefully, like uh, I'm in talks right now that I'll be working some events coming up, so. We'll see. Dude, that's a, that's an announcement of an announcement. It really is. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we already said there's an arms race for online tournaments. People should not be surprised if there's uh, if there's stuff coming out soon. So Yeah. We, we both know, but also we don't really know. But we kind of know, and we're not really spoiling anything. Like, it's, it's only good business sense to be doing this stuff right now. So, also, another know. thing is, uh, just straight up to loop it back into Dota. Um, like, I'm fully ignorant of this, by the way. Uh, what's going to happen to the DPC points? What's going to happen to the DPC season, right? Like, I would assume that Valve is just going to run their same league system that they're doing next year and just put it in now, right? Because it's the perfect time to be doing something like that. You need online events. You might as well do it. I, I don't know if, like, Valve's ready. I don't know if tournament organizers are ready to, like, put something together like that. But considering the circumstances, people will probably be forgiving of a product that is not as polished as you would expect next year. In some ways, it's like the perfect opportunity to soft launch something like that, put it out into beta, put a put a, a online league for DPC points out there because people will be more accepting of mistakes. Yeah, and, and from a business side, from the tournament organizers, like this is a chance to audition for something too. Like, yeah, they have to submit proposals, but if they can really show that they can do this by actually doing it, then the likelihood of them getting a contract for next year only goes up, I'd imagine. For sure, for sure. I, I'm so interested in what is going to happen with the DPC points, and I feel like people aren't talking about it enough because there's just so many outstanding questions of what could be done or what should be done, and I don't know if there is any good or right answer. If we come to a world like, we don't even know if TI is going to happen properly like the way we envision it if this goes on for like an extended crazy period of time, right? So it's it's wild to think about who is going to... What, what's Valve going to want to do regarding the points? Are they going to do any waiting so that points, you know, from the old MDL count for as much as they do with events missing from the year? Mm. Are they going to take 12 teams still? Are they going to look at less teams? Like, is is Chaos Esports Club, like, going to 
slip into TI because they have some points and there's no more events before TI starts? Yeah, I Are they going right to do now, way more let, qualifiers? Let's look at the names, right? Uh, everybody below the guaranteed spots. The guaranteed spots end at Liquid. The, not, not like Technically, it doesn't, but very, very likely. And it ends at Liquid, who are at 1820. So everyone below them, which starts with 960 Business Associates, Beast Coast, Aster, Fanatic, Chaos Esports. I would say about half of those teams, I think uh, I could reasonably expect them failing to make TI. But if no more majors happens, those those are your 12 teams, right? Like Fnatic, they're a good enough roster. They, I expect them to make TI, but they've had a shitty showing so far. Uh, Business Associates and Aster, like those are two teams that I don't feel very strongly about. Chaos, you know, they're kind of yeah. in the middle ground, but... OG hasn't really had a chance to perform with their newer roster. Enigma didn't play thing. the first event, you know, LGT... Yeah. Like, there's all these teams who you would expect to kind of be in contention who, you know, some for their own doing. Like, the reason why Enigma has no points is because they missed a first major and then suddenly there's like, wait, there is no third major? What's going on? Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I'm morbidly curious to see what happens. And I wonder if anyone can even get mad. Like, is there a wrong decision? Could that we see a world where, where Valve just says, hey, you know what? The DPC stuff kind of scrapping it a little bit. Got to change, got to change course and course correct. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that it would be a good idea to try and because, again, there there's just going to be a boom of viewers. A lot more people staying home. If you are already watching esports, great. You know, if you're home, you get to watch what you wanted to watch anyway while you're at work. Um, but, you know, there's a lack of a lack of entertainment out there, especially live. No sports going on. So more and more people may tune into Twitch, may tune into esports. And uh, I would like Dota to be on that uh, foreground. And I think a DPC, some sort of DPC setup is the best way to enable that. Um, that way you can have storylines about the international and what this tournament means in context of the international rather than what it is right now, which is just, here's some high-level Dota. It's it's pretty good. you know. I'd like to see a world where the DPC just goes as planned right now. There's no more events. And then like uh, business associates just like squeaks their way into TI. Just and then Brax up. is just like, hey, guys, I'm at TI again. <laughs> Here's my payday. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird time for sure. Yeah, it, I mean, it's so it's so fucking bizarre. It's it's incredibly it's, it's still hard to wrap our head around. We're going to be talking about and thinking about this for for years to come. Uh, I, I just hope that, you know, we can actually put the pieces in place to make next year Dota better. And I really hope uh, that I can still go to TI and the TI happens. Yeah, that's, um, I think, I don't know. I, if it gets really bad, obviously you can't have players travel um, and doing an online <laughs> TI would be near impossible. Uh but I could very much see in a TI without an audience. You know, that that might be a real possibility. Um, I think that is probably the most likely possibility, considering, you know, unless unless things change pretty dramatically, considering the current trajectory. But, you know, a lot of people are going to be home watching TI, and that's where most people watch it anyway, so... We're gonna get. We're gonna miss out on another live podcast. I bought these goddamn pants to wear, and I'm never gonna get to wear them. I'm gonna be so mad. It's gonna. 
<laughs> Man. Um, there, there was a bit of news uh, that got me really excited. Okay. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I just kind of want to, want to, want to share this. Maybe you know, like this is what I want to bring to the class today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw. <laughs> what did you bring you to show and tell, Joey? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever, as an aside, did you ever have to bring anything to show and tell? Um. Yeah, I always hated that. I, I I was not that interesting of a child, so I didn't really I, have a whole lot to bring. <laughs> yeah, I I had a day I had a day where I didn't have anything to bring to show and tell, and I'm like, Mom, there's nothing for me to there's nothing for me to bring. I'm not gonna bring anything. I don't want to participate. And she's like, Joey, you have to participate. You are not someone who does not participate. I'm gonna find something for you to take to show and tell. And then she goes up in her closet. I'm like eating. I'm like eating a waffle. I think it had chocolate chips in it. Um, hey, goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used to drink chocolate milk every morning before school for like ten Whoa. years. And uh, I think about the calories now, and I shudder. Um, Those are the golden days, Joey, where you could just put that liquid <laughs> sugar down your mouth, and nothing would happen to your body. It was so good. Now, like that gives me heartburn. Getting old sucks. <laughs> I. My mom comes down with like this bag that's like making some weird noise and she gives it to me and she's like, these are my marbles. I've had these marbles since I was a kid. I used to love marbles. And you know what? I think it would be great for you to bring to show and tell. And I'm like, a dumb child. I'm like, that's a great idea. I got bullied for like two years about those marbles. Oh, no. It's very sweet though that you're excited about it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is this is a great idea. That's probably when I started just trusting my mother and her ideas. It was that exact <laughs> moment that I can pinpoint now if I think about it. I'm having a therapy session, I think, that I can go back and be like, wow, that was a horrible idea, mom. You don't understand how mean kids are. Um, anywho, for this show and tell, I am over the moon that. Valve is talking about updating Artifact. <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited. I got so excited. Uh, and I'm, I'm like, am I going to get burned by this game twice? I'd be so hype if you invested <laughs> into a game on its, <laughs> on its first life and its second life and both times it turned out shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I I took a non I, I took like a portion of the money that I won playing Artifact uh, and reinvested it into cards so I can just like buy a full pack so I can still continue to play competitively. And then um, the <laughs> talk about stocks. We want to tie this back into fucking shorting stocks. I did I did the wrong <laughs> I did the wrong bull move and I'm like I'm gonna buy extra cards dude I know I know which cards are gonna be so good I know which cards are the imba ones I, I'm gonna <laughs> buy them all and then I'm gonna resell them and I probably lost close to two hundred dollars in the steam marketplace because of artifact cards oof <laughs> you know who made money on artifact Charlie Yang he made money on artifact how did what did he do he sold all his axes. Oh man! He he got he opened some packs on the like the first day. He opened a bunch of packs. He got uh very lucky. Got a bunch of axes and uh, and he sold them at, at the peak. 
Wow. So he, he made I money. Should... I technically made money because I worked an event for BTS, and that paid me more money than I lost on investing in artifacts. <laughs> I... I'm ex- I was very excited for that news because I do genuinely, I did genuinely enjoy playing Artifact, and uh, Same. I, I'm also trying to figure out right now how I'm going to play Half Life Alex next week. I don't own a VR headset. I don't oh, know yeah. anyone who I want to go take their face germs from right now, <laughs> and I also don't want to go buy one because an index is like a thousand dollars. I don't got. I don't got that. Very deal. expensive. But shit, now that you say it, it's a lot of money. But again, there's a lack of content to consume right now. I. I don't you think I, you'd be mad at yourself like six months from now if if you bought an index now? And yes. got, like, a really fun time playing, like, Beat Saber or whatever you want to do with your girlfriend. Or, like, uh, you can go watch a bunch of VR porn that might be cool for, like, a little bit. And you can play Half-Life Alex. But then after all that stops, you're going to, like, look back in a couple months and be like, wow, I spent $1,000 on this piece of technology that sits in the drawer. Yeah, dude. I, I will be I will be very mad with myself. Because I remember I said last time we had this conversation, I need at least two good games two games that i really want to play i do really want to play alex but there's nothing else right there's nothing else that i'm interested in so but i'm trying but at the same time we're gonna be indoors for another three months so you know you can just get you can you should just start prepping for one of those uh one of those dpc circuits like uh lower division team spots like you should just use this as body training time and dota training time Go go hit some leaderboard top one hundred shit. Uh, I've stopped. Uh, like I still play Dota, and I like I like kind. I do grind, but I don't really grind with much of a purpose anymore. I uh, I, I you know I hit my peak. I was a seven k player. I I can say that. I don't know if I'll ever get past that. I know was, I've got a cap on my my skill. So was there a point in time where you just like walked away from one game and you're like, you know what? I don't really need to play like this anymore. Like, um, not, not really. Um, cause I, it, it happened very slowly, right? Uh, like I, I played competitively Dota one. I played competitively for Han and Dota two. Like I've always been playing, but back then it was something where it was like, it didn't take over your life. Right. Like you, you would play a lot and it was a hobby, but it wasn't something you could do professionally. Um, or if you could, it was a very small number of people. It was a very hard scene to get into and it wasn't that much money. Um, so it, it was just like not realistic to do something like that. And so for me, I was just kind of always playing. It was, it was fun to play competitively. Uh, I had aspirations to go pro, but like, not something that I was that heavily invested into. You know, I wanted to play on teams and get better and maybe get, maybe eventually show up on a team that could be considered like tier two or something. But, um, you know, there, there was no drive. I had regular life going on. I couldn't commit a ton of time. So I just always kind of played and played and played. And then I got into casting for Heroes of New Earth because I was 
playing competitively on and off. I had like military stuff going on at that time. So uh, there was like a decent amount of time that I was gone and I would come back and play some with uh, some teams and stuff like that. But um, eventually I just got more into casting. And then once I got an offer to full-time cast, um, that's, that's obviously when I stopped playing competitively entirely. And, um, and then even I came, even when I came back to America, by the way, I still play, I would still stand in for some teams and stuff because, well, they were really desperate, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but you know, it was fun. Uh, Like I still really enjoyed doing that, uh, at times I really enjoyed veggies, for example. Uh, I had a ton of fun with that. I want to be able to do it next year as well. Um, because it does scratch a certain competitive itch I have, uh, but. I, I, I'm over trying to prove how how good I can be at the game um, because I also know like how good I can't be if that makes sense I, I know does, I have a cap does it get to a point where the only way that you could get better or to that level is just to have the time to play a fuck ton like where that becomes the main factor that you need to be playing Dota for 8 hours a day 6 days a week yeah, a bit. I mean, uh, when, sometimes when I'm home uh, between events, I get to eight hours a day. Some people honestly just aren't, um, they aren't just like, like I could never be Samael no matter how hard I tried, no matter how hard. Because like, for example, um, I'm okay in clutch scenarios. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I would say, I would like to think that I'm good in clutch scenarios in real life, um, but I'm not clutch in dota uh i i choke in dota and there's like i there's nothing that like i'm scared of there's not something that's you know like i go see a sports psychologist or something and you know like maybe it would help a marginal amount but i honestly just don't think that i'm that kind of person and yeah that's fine i'm i'm not like i've accepted it i've accepted it over time and uh, i'm just not cut out to be a a pro player of, in, of at least of at least not Dota. Um, so I think some people are just better equipped with that. Um, it, it's like uh, it's like a lot of things in life, right? Some people are more natural and with training can uh, hone that into being potentially the best player in the world. But maybe they just don't have the motivation to do so. So they never make it that far. Other people have the motivation to do so and can train lots and lots and lot. I mean, just take a look at Cinderin for a great example of somebody who has been trying very hard for a very long time to be to, to be the best um, and just hasn't ever made it. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think there, there's a, an innate amount of like inner talent that comes with this stuff, whether it's the the reactions that you have, whether it's how correctly and accurately you can click the keys and accurately click the spells on people. There's there's just a myriad of things that um, only so much can you train and get better at. I think that's kind of why I was excited playing Artifact. Because I think that I eventually got to a point through all the Dota and all the Counter-Strike that I, I understood so much about competitive play 
and I enjoyed doing it a fuck ton. But I knew that I didn't have the time and just the raw skill or either the ability to learn or the right teacher to really get to like the upperest of echelon levels. Mm-hmm. I've always been I've always been like top top 10 top five percent in games that i care about um but there was there was always like a mechanical thing to to get from a place where i could be you know playing it in houses with with tier two or tier three dota people or you know playing top level esea games but then artifact came along and i was playing that game and i'm like maybe maybe it's card games i don't i don't need to like practice my perfect flick shot i just have to understand this and it's more like learning and maybe yeah maybe i i felt myself kind of settling into a card game niche and uh, that i never quite enjoyed with hearthstone and that i've never explored with magic because i'm terrified to get into magic and be addicted to it <laughs> um so like i i played a lot of artifact and i did well I, I, I did pretty well in it, uh, albeit, you know, the, the sample size of people who were playing competitively in, in the beta were, was very small. But they were, like, professional card game players that I was taking games off of and beating. Um, so that's that's kind of why that I, I feel like if Artifact became a thing, that might be that might be a thing that I'd want to dedicate enough time to to learn to try and play at a semi-competitive level. Yeah. Uh, that and I'm probably gonna play the fuck out of Valor when it comes out, but I, th- that had, that goes back to the same Counter Strike problem, to right? Update your Twitter profile, Joey. <laughs> Professional Valorant player, man, that's a meme going around. Uh, these, uh, man, uh, I I feel like I totally understand it. I'm clowning on it, but I totally understand, uh, especially talent who are who are you know aspiring Valorant caster. I saw some guy uh, putting out his casting. Like he takes the 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 recent hero that they showed, they he took that showcase and did esports type commentary for it. Like it was a live match, and then yeah. responded with it to try and get some attention. Like go that guy. I mean, I think it's silly, but it it does it's show a good hustle. like a yeah, it's good hustle. It's good grind. Um, you got to market yourself somehow. Uh, so I I respect people who are doing that. Even though I'm gonna laugh at it sometimes, <laughs> I think uh, it's weird to see people. People know that that game is gonna be so giant, uh, or at least theorize that it's gonna be so giant that they want to like grab talent early, yeah, and assign them to a brand or a team. But that feels backwards to me. Like I couldn't imagine trying to pick out players before I know who's actually good. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very weird. Um, I, I feel very similarly, um, my, my commentating, the way I cast, like, obviously I'm, I'm always on the lookout for the next game that I want to dabble into. I really want to be able to do something other than Dota, even though I obviously love Dota to death and it will always be my, my primary, um, it'll always be my primary motivation and financial source as well. But I, I do want to expand my skill set quite a bit. And I've looked around. I've tried other games. Um, you know, I tried Overwatch. I really thought that maybe Overwatch would be something I, I could get into. And I could have forced it. You know, I, I could have said, okay, e-, like I grinded it for like two, three days. Because I got like a soft offer of like, hey, are you interested in doing Overwatch League? And so I was really excited 
um because i was like oh this is dope i can prove myself as a commentator outside of my dota game but what i know about myself is i really need to be passionate about the game that i cover and so i grinded overwatch like 12 hours a day for like three straight days and i did not i didn't feel it like i feel it for dota and i know my commentary would suffer Toby or Owen, I think they could move games and still be like moderately successful, if not potentially high, you know, top level. But I feel like uh, I would I would not be able to uh, achieve the same kind of success. Something about my commentating style is more predicated on my passion for the game and the conversational flow I have with my analysts. So I've been looking for a game like that, but nothing has really caught my interest. And so it's it's weird having. Uh, seeing casters be like this is what i'm gonna cast before you've even touched the game for me because that's just not how i work that feels admirable and, and genuine in a way that i don't think everyone is because there are people who are just out there to you know have a career or get that bag or just have some kind of sustainability but to to know yourself well enough to be like you know maybe my end product won't be good because i don't care or maybe i shouldn't do this if i don't care is like putting a, a mental health or like your own product before just a job i mean which I, I, don't... I only like i i did not follow through on playing like i did not ever go all in on playing professionally in any of the games that i played because there was a part of me somewhere in the back of my head that knew i wouldn't be the best you know and for me like i don't want to be and by best i mean like top be on a top 10 team right or for commentating, for example, be like a top five uh, caster. So for me, it just it wasn't worth committing to that and end up being like a tier two player. While, whereas commentating, I knew I could make that. I I felt I believed very strongly in myself that I could be one of the best. I I still kind of know that I will never be the best, but that's fine with me. I just need to be on the top echelon. I need to be able to make it that far. So. Like, I don't know. That's just something how I work, I guess. Do you, would you say that that's different? Like, would would you argue that there are most casters who are, who would be like, no, no, I think slash I want to be the best. Or do you think that people are kind of like, well, you know, I'll never be, uh, insert top caster. I'll never, I'll never be Owen. Um, I, I think to be totally brutally honest, I think there is a fair number of tier two players and casters who just want to quote unquote make it like they're just looking to be able to make it to the next stage like for for casters like tier two casters i just want to get to a land i just want to be able to make money off of this um but the truth is to make money off of this you have to be one of the best um, so you have to be able to go above and beyond and you still may not even make it playing. It's a little bit more simpler now, especially now for the past five years, because the field is a lot more open back in early Dota two and Dota one days. It was very closed off. It was about who you knew. Um, pub, pub players didn't get much notice, but you know, like, uh, it's still similar for commentating, right? Even though there is a, uh, I would argue more luck and such that goes into it. There's perfectly good tier two casters that i imagine could have been tier one if they had you know maybe started sooner or maybe gotten a little bit luckier and what they've what they've been what tournaments they've gotten what games they've covered such like that right like od pixel almost 
dropped out of casting and he's like one of the best casters in all of esports. So there, there's a good amount of luck that goes into it. But I, I would say that there is a fair amount of tier two players and, and commentators that do not have that drive to be the best at something that they do. And maybe that's me just throwing some shade. Uh, but I, I do genuinely believe that. I think that makes the most sense. I think that's the most logical answer. People just want to be there. And also, <laughs> not. I, uh, it, it seems like it goes in different fields, too. Like, the drive to, quote, be the best. You know, I think you see that more in, like, a player or an athlete or yeah. a writer or a director than someone who has a job that's harder to identify that into, right? Like, a, yeah, a player can also know they're the right? best. Like yeah. uh, press or, you know, like if you're a writer for something or if you're a caster or any of the side fields to the main event, it's harder to be that personality of like, I want to be the best. If, if you have that drive, then you would probably be the player, you know? That being said, I should start taking more pod shots at, a, at a, you know, Sunset and Cinder so that we can be the best podcast because I, that's something that I would be, be content with, I guess. Like, you yeah, know, okay. I do need more people to, to more people to think that I think I think uh, someone told me that, uh, that uh, Tortellini wrote, ranked a second to them. And I don't know why he is an opinion that matters, but boy, oh, boy, <laughs> get, fucking I'm going to drive my ass over to Arizona and then cough all over Sunset. You know, the, uh, the, that is something, um, there's a couple of things about like the personality that I have. I, it's very hard for me to do content, especially self-motivated because if I feel like it's not going to be great, then I don't want to do it. Uh, which is just a terrible mindset. It's awful for doing content. Uh, it's crippling sometimes. Yes. Because you just do nothing. And sometimes you have to do something. Yeah, dude, you just, you like more than anything, when it comes to content, you just got to grind it out and learn. Um, but you know, I, I lose a lot of motivation and stuff like that, which is where you coming along and offering me this opportunity to do a I knew I would have someone professional to work with. To oh, do. don't make me blush. You can't see me blushing, but I'm blushing. But I knew you, you'd make good production out of the podcast. And I didn't know how we were going to be on the podcast together, but it was worth a shot, you know. And and, you know, it turns out I think that we're pretty good. But at the same time, I'll, I will I will tell you. I'm okay being second best podcast in Dota. I will accept top two of podcasts. I'm okay, I'm okay with top two. But if you I want to drive for number top one, one, I'm down. I would prefer for number one. I'm okay with top two. I would be incredibly upset and very chip on the shouldery if it was like not in the top three. Okay. Like I, I, I get so, so it's, more it's, motivated by failure. It's Suns fan, us. And Dan, right? Those are easily the top three podcasts in my mind. Yeah. And it hurts that, like, I like Dan and I like Cinderin. But I'm and like, you know. Crush him. <laughs> Cut him I was off at the I was, knees, Joey. I was helping Dan buy a new microphone today, and, and I'm like, oh man, I should just sabotage him and give him a bad microphone. <laughs> and that'll be great. Let's just knock him out of the race. Like It's like pouring sugar in someone's gas tank if I was a NASCAR <laughs> racer. Like, fuck him. Yeah, like, like anybody would be listening to the podcast and be like, this Dan guy doesn't sound right. Fuck his podcast. We're the ones putting on the show, Joey. <laughs> they wouldn't be like, fuck that guy. They'd be like, what the fuck, Zypo? 
Oh man, I um, uh, I think that was a dry cough I just had. I'm I'm now concerned again. Um, <laughs> I just went to go look up Postmates to see if I can still get ramen. The answer is it's too late. So, oh, Chipotle is uh, free delivery, and I think Wingstop is too. Just uh, just a heads up for people who are looking for food delivery options. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go scavenge for something and try and get some kind of sustenance. I should just go eat uh, nothing and starve myself and get started on that fit body. You know what? That's what I'm gonna do. This is a sign. Good on you, Joey. I, I dude, I I break so hard. <laughs> Food, I can't. Like I did one meal a day. Um, two days ago, I did I did uh, pretty solidly like one meal. I had a protein shake, which was a little bit cheating, but uh, I did one meal. And it was a very healthy meal at that. My girlfriend made, like, it was just chicken and veggies and, and salad. So it was very, very healthy. Went to sleep, didn't eat, woke up the next morning. Hungry, but, you know, put it off for a little bit, and then I just broke. <laughs> and I ate way too much food yesterday. <laughs> and now, 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 like, it's a cycle, because then I went in today, and I was like, all right, it's like 11.30, I haven't eaten yet, I'll put it off for a few hours, I, I had um, some leftover pho, so I had that for my lunch, I'm looking at it, it's 10 p.m., I'm like, all right, I'm not feeling too bad, I can, I can probably go to sleep in, in the next, like, three hours without eating, and then I bet tomorrow I'll just break again. <laughs> I'm going to need you to keep me accountable. All right, well, we have to keep each other gonna, accountable. Yeah. I'll, I'll, still I'll join the push-up contest, too. Again, like, maybe I'll start hey, don't, the don't parallel. Worry. If, you, if you're worried about, like, flaking out, we've got people in there who have already flaked out. I'm not sure if Kyle's done a single push-up yet. <laughs> I'll be honest. Isn't he spreading corona to the world by going to WePlay? How selfish. Uh, yeah, I mean, he should be focusing a little bit more and breathing into the ground over and over again by doing push-ups. <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna do some push-ups. Okay. Uh, maybe install WhatsApp so you can invite me to the group. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then uh, not eat, starve myself, and hope that the podcast sounds decent. This is a weird time to, to to wrap up and be like, "Hey everybody, you probably noticed if you're watching the video version, there's not a video version. Maybe if you, maybe if you're on the the podcast feed and it sounds normal enough." Then you can be like, huh, I wonder if something's different. But this is a this is a corona quarantine, us in our own rooms. Uh, I'm actively moving, so my room is extra echoey because there's nothing in here. The microphones are different. We're recording over Discord. There's so many things that can go wrong that I'm genuinely hoping don't. Uh, yeah, if they do, uh, they'll be fixed next time. I promise. Because if we were the or first best podcast... <laughs> We have to re-record tomorrow. There's no you're you sound a little bit like a robot on Discord, but I'm almost certain oh, no. that your local record's gonna be fine. So, so I'm very happy that you did that, right? Yeah, it's still going. Oh, whew. great, uh, everybody! <laughs> I, I I genuinely hope that you're uh, being safe and not hating us for um, making light of any of the situation. I know that it's impacting some people more than others, uh, but we are we are in our homes in in sunny, beautiful Los Angeles. The traffic is great because no one's outside, and we're gonna keep on uh, doing the show. Maybe I'll be able to show uh, Cap my new apartment sometime soon. 
Um, or maybe there'll be more Discord calls. We'll have to see what happens for the next couple of weeks. But uh, we, thank uh, you for... We also uh, might have a guest next next podcast. Uh, Blitz said he's down. And, Joey, if you're interested, we might have an extra special guest. An extra special guest? Yes, outside of Blitz. Uh, you'll have to tell me about that privately. I want to tease people. Yes, it will be good. I can bring I can bring all the uh, I can bring all the equipment wherever. Excellent. Well, it wouldn't be in person. I was saying over Discord again. Damn it! I just want to meet these people. I want I want to be able to look Will in the face and be like, I can eat more food than you. You definitely can't, dude. I promise <laughs> you. I've seen William eat so much food. He can eat so much. We'll get there. I'll I'll record it when it happens. Well, that that'll be a tease for next time. But uh, thanks everybody for for hanging out. I hope everything went okay with the audio. Uh, you can you can do us on all the podcast apps you like. Those are easy. You can do us on the video version. This video, I got to figure out what's actually going to be the video because there is no video. So watch us on YouTube or listen to us on YouTube. Whatever. Um, the five stars on Apple always helps. Do I have a review pre-polled to to add and talk about? Nope, didn't do that production. So again, number two podcast, the number one podcast might have done that. I really got to fix my shit um <laughs> oops uh i'm gonna go starve myself or eat ramen and not tell you about it same